Oh, well, that for an opening weekend if you're a Manchester United fan. Thrashing Leeds 5-1 in the War of the Roses. A surprise Varane reveal. Full capacity, Old Trafford absolutely bouncing. And over 30 goals scored in the Premier League. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 2 of Simply United. First off, I'd like to apologise because the very first episode was a shambles. It was actually published on the 15th of August, which makes it a day after the Leeds game, when it was actually titled uh, a preview for the Leeds game. So you can't really preview it when the game's bloody finished, can you? So I balls up there. But anyway, I'll be on time with this one. Um, yeah, Leeds United, Manchester United at the weekend. Half 12 kickoff. Never back the early kickoff, but I think if you had United uh, this time, I think you had every right to be. Um, thrashed them. 5-1. Phenomenal. Pogba and Fernandez had an absolute field day. Three goals for Bruno. Four assists for Pogba. Absolutely destroyed him. Give credit to Leeds. Aliens goal was sublime. Uh, but on the whole, United just had far too much for them. Um, what a day. It was just unbelievable. You know, back to 73,000, I think there was in Old Trafford. Um, and then that Varane reveal. What about that? I mean, if that's... That is the way to get the the ground pumping. It's already pumping anyway. First uh, opening day of the season, fans allowed back. Everyone's absolutely buzzing. People have been buzzing just to be in the ground, regardless of what happened. Um, just being back and being like full capacity back with uh, old friends or people that you used to see only at the games and things like that. Even just the the pilgrimage to the ground, getting up early, getting yourself on the train, getting yourself down to Manchester, using like the links between the ground and the stations, and then just walking down towards Old Trafford, ended up out, you know, going to the Trinity statue and going into the uh, Megastore maybe, buying yourself a programme, just all, every part of it that makes a football day. That just made people's day regardless of what happened. But obviously it's Leeds United, you want to do them. And this was just an absolute mauling. Uh, I've got a mate of mine, best mate, he's a Leeds fan. And when they got promoted last season, obviously no one could go to the games, but he was saying, regardless of what happens that season, as long as we take six points off scum, obviously, as we call as they call us, uh, he'll be happy. And well, they only got a point, didn't they, all season off us? So happy days there. And then they've still got now out of us this time either. Put them to the sword. Um, I think in the first half, we could have maybe gone a few up. Pogba had that one on one chance, happened right in front of us. I was sat like in the corner of the uh, Sir Alex Ferguson stand as it goes towards the east stand. Um, brilliant view first time I ever sat there it was fantastic um, but yeah sorry for, I mean Dan James like, bless him like, he just tried didn't he absolutely committed like full of beans running around buzzing about it's just there's a couple of times where I thought if you'd just been a bit more selfish there I mean you'd have probably got yourself a goal or you'd at least cause a bit of chaos and it could have led to a goal but he just seems a bit uh, too cautious sometimes Um but saying that, in centre of the park, early doors, he put a meaty tackle in. It was fantastic to watch. He got everyone up on their feet. But, yeah, I mean, Old Trafford was immense. And uh, I'm backtracking a little bit here, but before the game had even got going, like, everyone was just, you know, drinking and chatting and discussing what team might he put out. Because, obviously, pre-season he'd used Matic and Van Der Beek and, People were curious with who was going to stick with that. And then the team news filtered through and McFred. And there was a lot of size. Uh, 
around where I was sort of stood chatting. Um, but paid dividends, didn't it? Because Fred got a goal and McTominay was an absolute beast. So it worked out. I mean, that's why he's the ma- always the manager and we just turn up to the games to appreciate what they do as a team um, and what he does as a manager. I mean, United just sing off the same hymn sheet these days, don't they? It's a completely different team to what we've used to seeing in well, post-Ferguson, really. You know, more of a United harmony in the dressing room and with the manager. Like, there's like a United love for the manager rather than it being divided or maybe a mutually agreed dislike towards a manager or the way the United have been playing or setting up. So it was nice to actually share that um, in a live atmosphere as well rather than just seeing it on the telly or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're all just sat chatting um, and it, it caught us off guard this for an announcement because we were all, you know, just man, our robins, you know, there's, unfortunately for us, leads were training, like warming up in front of us so we're not bloody interested in that. Watching fucking... Um, Alien and Phillips and that doing like hot potato football in front of us, not bothered about that. So it was my our own business really. And then um the announcer was just saying about, you know, like there's gonna be a minute silence for those that we've lost during COVID. Um and then he'd said please welcome to the, the, the pitch. But I still hadn't really like registered that, that was gonna be of any significance until he said four times Champions League winner. Now literally as soon as that first sentence had finished everyone just turned and was like, oh shit, he's here. And it went wild. Like, Varane come out, the camera's flashing and he's got his shirt and he walks into the centre and everyone's just going absolutely wild. And then we were like, this is it, let's have it. Um, Yeah, and it was a really good game. Uh, Had a result to match the, the reveal and top the day off as a whole. It was fantastic. So... Yeah, I mean, could have had a couple in the first half. But then um, Fernandez's goal, the way that we'd seen it, the hang time on that ball, like, uh, hit Meslier's leg, went up in the air. Everyone was like, oh, he'd saved it. And it hung in the air for ages. And as it come back down, we were like, oh, yeah, go on. And then it went uh, absolutely bouncing then. Um, and then, yeah, Aileen's goal, like, it looked pretty good from, like, where we were sat, but. Watching on telly, like, what an absolute screamer. But anyway, that's stuff about that. Um, and then, yeah, we just switched it on. I think, what was it? The level for like seven minutes? Uh, no, with, with the level, it was 1 1, and then I think within seven minutes of going 1 1, it was 3 1 or something like that. Um, and Pogba just absolutely. That's another thing, like, the perspective of live and telly is so different because in the portions of the first half, Pogba just looked like he kept getting like bundled on the floor. Or he kept getting like caught uh, in possession and stuff, and people would be like, "Oh, come on, Pogba, like get it out quicker and stuff." But then you watch it on telly, freaking, he was killing it, wasn't he? Um, so yeah, it was. Um, that was it. He just switched it on and said, "Right, let's have it then. Uh, let's kill this game." Um, and that was it. Three one within seven minutes of them coming back uh, into it, and I think that just killed them off. Really, they just sort of didn't have anything else after that. Um, we're talking about players like United players. Um, you know, just De Gea didn't really have much to do, apart from hit the ball at the back of the net after Ailing scored. Uh, Luke Shaw is just unbelievable, phenomenal. He's, like, he's almost unplayable. Like he's just carried that form over from last season in the Euros, and just watching him, just how casual he does stuff. Like he's under pressure. Say two Leeds players harassing him, coming down, cause he's he's being pushed to the byline or whatever. 
and he just you know clicks the ball has a little look up yep cheers passes it to Maguire and you think he's such a chill dude um he is brilliant um unbelievable and Maguire's just solid as always and he's always running forward which is good to see like instead of lingering around right all right well there's no point in passing it sideways to Lindelof so I'll just run myself <clears throat> and then from defense to attack in seconds um or, or at least kickstart something which is good Lindelof had a good game and Wan-Bissaka is brilliant to watch like his tackling is phenomenal like, he's so good just he, he he's he's slide tackling he's so accurate and so quick. Like, considering how tall and lanky he is, he can, blink of an eye, boom, he's down. Legs out, sprawled, missile, with the slide tackle, gets the ball, and the man probably sometimes, but, you know, he gets the ball, and away we go again. Um, it's just, I, I can understand some criticism where he's in the final third. Um, you think, maybe cross it a bit earlier, or be a bit more direct with it, but, pff, I don't care. I'll take that shortcoming, just have him in the team, I think he's brilliant. Um, like I say, Fred got the goal and it looked good, you know, he, he looked good. I mean, he'll be on riding a high wave. He had a good uh, um, international tournament with Brazil, didn't he? Um, where he was actually man of the match or pick of the bunch quite quite a few times. and um, So he'll be riding the wave, got his goal, doing the world good. And McTominay is just an absolute beast. Um, proper commanding figure. Um, i tell you what as well, seeing these fellas live just how tall they are or how much bigger they are than you think they are in real life McTominay and Maguire are an example absolute units <laughs> yeah um, but yeah and then Dan James like I say he, he tries he fucking tries he goes for it he's committed he, he gives it his, he gives it to everything just I think the decision making just lets him down a bit more I think if he was a bit more decisive maybe a bit more selfish he'd uh He'd get some good end product on there. Um, you know, Bruno and Pogba are unplayable. Greenwood, unplayable, basically. He's just nice to see him playing as a central striker. Um, I don't know how that's how it's going to work when Cavani comes back. I think against Southampton, you probably see Sancho get his first 90 minutes. Cavani up front. Obviously, Martial did come on for a little bit. Um, I'd think that Varane would probably come in for Lindelof, because as good as Lindelof was on, Saturday, in terms of calibre of player, you've obviously got Varane, who's the next one up. So he'd slot straight in, which is, obviously it's a shame for, for Lindelof, but you, you, you're you not buying a four-times Champions League, you know, 19 trophy winner, 19 times trophy winner, just sit on the bench. Um, he's going to come straight in and start making moves. Um, so the team could be very formidable, even more formidable on uh, Sunday against uh, Southampton. So that's going to be very exciting to see. Um, so I can't wait for that one. It's also great to see Ollie so animated in the in the technical area, just really appreciating the goals and really getting a a, a sense of happiness and fulfilment from seeing his team go out and play the way they did. Because I think you know it's his third season now. And there's probably a bit more pressure on him than normal. People expecting something. They, I mean, they, well, they've expected something from day one, but we came so close last year, and now this year you've got these two extra high cost players which you think, and there's a bit of squad depth now, so you think that you could be fighting on a few fronts, silverware's got to happen. So it's just nice to see him, it's almost like looking at it, like these babies, like, yes, this is how I envisaged it, this is how I, I want United to be, how I want my United to be, how United should be.
in his eyes. Um, apparently that's how he sold it to Cavani as well to stay for another year. He'd said that you know you can't leave without experiencing Manchester United for what it truly is, and that is, you know, the the team. But you've also got Old Trafford and the fans and that connection. Like it's like the bloodline that goes through Manchester United. You can't leave without ever ever experiencing the true DNA of Manchester United. You've got to feel it properly before you move on to pastures new. Which obviously this conversation over time, but at the end of this season, Cavani moves on. You know what's going to happen there, striker wise. Um, so Greenwood's going to get the apprenticeship of his life before Cavani goes on, and then we'll see where we go from there. But yeah, what a game! What a game! But you can't take anything away from Bruno. I mean, what a set of goals he's got there. Um, so the first one obviously was deflected sort of off Meslier and just dipped under the bar. But then the second one, I mean, what a dummy he sold to sell the Leeds defender right down the river. I don't even know which Leeds defender it was, but he just went sliding like that. And um, as uh, Bruno cut it back, and then he I took his shot. Looked like he was saved off the line initially. Referee said it was over the line. Obviously, correct, good decision. You see all the replays after it. Um, so that, you know, there's second. And then the third one for Bruno... Um, the ball from Lindelof, you know, I think even in the last podcast, I've said, like, I'm a bit undecided on Lindelof. He can be a bit, you know, hit and miss, and sometimes I don't really trust him when he's in the team and stuff like that, but what a pass. Um, completely, from a defence to attack in a second, and Bruno was just like, fuck this, let's have it. And he just sent that into the top of the, the net, and uh, that, that was his hat-trick completed, and what a hat-trick it was. But, Got to talk about Greenwood as well because the pass from Pogba to uh, to Greenwood was unbelievable. Um, it was such a perfectly weighted pass, but uh, Greenwood still had a lot to do because he's actually um, the Leeds defender is more ball side than Greenwood, so Greenwood had to outpace the defender, muscle his way past the defender, collect the ball, make the run, and then slot it on, and he just did it all effortlessly he made it look so easy um and like i say again on the telly it looks amazing like because you get to see the true extent of pogba's pass but live it looks like greenwood had just basically ran out of the pitch and with the ball and scored such a different perspective but yeah brilliant goal and that kid's like was he 30 goals for united now and he's a teenager i think i was reading that there's only he's there's three in there's best white side and now, now Greenwood scored 30 as teenagers for United, which is obscene. And it was actually good to see Greenwood playing as the striker rather than his uh, right-wing position that he gets uh, put onto when we've got full-strength squad. Um, and United just, aside from obviously the goal that Lee scored, which like we say, it was a phenomenal goal, but it took something of that calibre to score a goal for Leeds. I wouldn't say... Towards the end, I think they could have maybe had one or two. Um, I'm not sure who it was for Leeds now. I can't think off the top of my head. But he, he had a... I think it was like the last five, ten minutes of the game and he had it played through to him and he, he basically just hit it. Like he had a 50p for something and it just skewed basically straight out, out for goal kick. But um, even then, it would have been, what, 5-3 if they'd have got the two chances they had towards the end. Um, 
then all eyes were looking towards the bench because we, we knew Sancho was there and all he'd said in the, the pre-match press conference on the Friday that he will feature, but whether he'll start is another thing. And obviously he didn't start, so we were thinking, oh, he's going to get maybe second half, maybe 60 minutes he'll come on, something like that. Could probably run 15 minutes. Um, but I, I think it was more to do with him experiencing Old Trafford, getting appreciated at the same time as Varane. So you've got the two main signings appearing in the same game and both getting the love from a absolutely on fire Old Trafford. Um, and it, it'll be it'll be doing the world of good, really. Um, same with Bruno. You know, Bruno's been the United bloody best part of what? Two years now, is it? Um, and he's only played in front of the fans a handful of time. And honestly... When he scored his first second goal, everyone was just like, Bruno, Bruno. And to the point where, like, he, even he had to acknowledge it and he put his arm in the air as if to be like, yeah, I love it. And uh, the love he'll, he'll have got from Old Trafford is probably the best he's ever had it. Um, but then, yeah, Sancho got his inevitable appearance. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I some people were saying he looked a bit lost in that on the pitch, but I think it didn't really matter at that point. It was 5-1. I think if you always probably just said to him, just like, enjoy it. Because he started off on the left and then ended up drifting towards the right a bit and then ended up just like central towards the end. But he didn't matter. I mean, job was done and it was just like, just enjoy the occasion. Take it in. Um, it did look like he'd nutmeg someone um, from where we were. But I don't think he did. But we, if we all thought he did and we were giving it the large, you know, sort of thing. Um, and then the A, pass it, uh, every time they t- pass the ball came out, Ole, and all that lot. Uh, just absolutely taking the piss towards the end, which was brilliant. Um, like I say, my best mate, Leeds fan, we were chatting quite frequently before the game, but I thought he'd hung himself. I didn't hear of him for hours uh, until I, I almost got back home on train, and he said, uh, But you enjoyed yourself, did you? <laughs> Yeah, I fucking did actually. Um but uh yeah, what what a, a complete performance. It was phenomenal. Um which like I say, you know, we needed to start better than last year and we did, you know, we lost three two to Palace and we we really struggled the first few games of the season, especially at home. So to start really strongly against a fierce rival where form pretty much goes out the window and it's all to play for every time. Um and start that strongly is such a good sign for us. And that's, you know, we haven't, we've still got Sancho to play a full 90 minutes. You've got Cavani to come in. You've got Rashford to return from injury. Lingard, if he stays he, and uh, he recovers from COVID, he could come in. Um, so we've got plenty of options there to, to bolster the lines even more, which just makes you even more confident as a fan. Um, unfortunately, the, we're now away for the next two games. So uh, Southampton and Wolves. And then we're back for Newcastle. So I'll be at the Newcastle game as well. Um, which I cannot wait for. I'm actually in the straight for them for that. Which is exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, so Southampton at the weekend. Like, I, I, t- I can't see why we can't get three points against Southampton. Can't get three points against Wolves. Newcastle, because he was getting three points. I mean, they played Newcastle played well against West Ham at the weekend. But still, there's just that extra lacking that extra bit of quality to see things off the line, and I think we just overdid them. So I'd like to see that that's what essentially nine points, and then I'm starting to get a bit better myself here because I end up with uh, is it Villa 
Um, but I was surprised to see Bill lose at the weekend too. So it's uh, it could go anywhere really. But I'd like to see us make a really strong start. And I think it's there for us to make the strong start with the fixtures, with the squad that we've got, with the integration of the players, how well perceived it is, and how harmonious everyone is. Everyone loves it. Everyone's happy. Old Trafford's actually a complete unit. It's brilliant. Um, and Man City lost to Spurs. <laughs> and that's just what we wanted to see on it. Um, uh, ironically, now they'll probably go out now and that that £60 million pound that they were short of on their evaluation for Kane will just suddenly appear out of thin air and they'll end up having him bagged by the end of the bloody night or something like that. Just because they saw losers. Um, but yeah, that's a brilliant... And just a quick one on Brentford, uh, Arsenal. Predictable on it. You could just tell. Arsenal are so bad. You could have put your mortgage on Brentford to have beat them. So, spot on. Fair play to them. Anything to see Arsenal suffer is a good crack in it. So, um, but yeah, on to the next one, Southampton. So, I was planning on doing these. Um, so, I was planning on doing these uh, once a week. But it's sort of like, if I was going to do them on the Wednesday, it'd be too far away from the weekend. And you really want to get it near, like say we play Saturday, I really want should, should have done this on the Sunday, Monday. And then you'd probably have the preview once once a weekend. So it's probably going to look like a two podcast, twice weekly thing, uh, which is fine. I'm enjoying it so far, um, rather than just one in the middle of the week. So we'll see how we get on with that format. I mean, it might change ever, uh, again. Um, I might even, I've, well, I was even going to be a cheeky bastard and try and get that Mill Eads mate on. Just to see what he thought, but obviously you can tell you can imagine what he told me to do. Um, so yeah, Southampton away. Let's see what happens there. I'll be watching it on the tail. I've probably got the pub actually, even be honest. Um, so yeah, come on United. Let's get another three points. Bring it on. Thanks for listening.